Welcome, welcome, welcome. Happy Sunday. Happy NFL Sunday. Welcome to another episode of the Redskins Perspective brought to you by the Sideline Junkies Podcast. Always, like always, created with Anchor FM. We're happy to be here. I am one of your hosts. They call me BJ. You can call me Brian, whatever you want to call me. And we got my main man, the big guy. Right now, down in the dumps, we're going to try to cheer him up this show and uh, get some positive in there. KG, what's going on, KG? What's happening, bro? I, I'm, 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 I'm hurt right now. Uh, th- but I feel kind of, sort of vindicated, also. So, um, uh, but I'm, I'm, I'm more down in the dumps than anything. So, but I feel vindicated with with some things that happened today. And we're gonna get into those things. We got a lot to talk about. First of all, like always, the Redskins perspective, we are not affiliated with the Washington. This is just um, our personal show, our opinion. So sit back, enjoy it, and hopefully you learn something and uh, something. But, oh, okay. Where to start? Where to start? Where to start? The Redskins go into the Meadowlands and lose to the Giants 24-3. to um, fall to own four in the season. Ah, give you some quick stats. Some quick, quick stats. Let me see here. The machine is acting. There we go. Here go the stats. Now, time of possession. The Redskins, 23 minutes, 51 seconds. The Giants, 36 minutes and nine seconds. Total yards, Redskins, 199 versus 389 for the Giants, 144 passing yards, 55 rushing yards for the Skins, eight first downs versus 225 passing yards for the Giants, 164 on the ground. I believe the the running back is named Gallman. I had him in my fantasy. That was the only bright spot in my fantasy as I took my third straight L. That is another show. 24 first downs for the Giants. Okay, five penalties for the Giants versus 12 for the Redskins. They both had four turnovers. The Red, um, not the Redskins, the Giants had three sacks. Total plays, Giants 72, Redskins 52. Um, of course, the biggest story of the game, Case Keenum gets pulled. Dwayne Haskins comes in the game. Um, I, I really don't understand... Because we can go back to our podcast, the Redskins perspective, when we first started this and when we were given our predictions for the season. Um, I said this team was a – with Case Keenum at quarterback, with the defense they had on paper, this team was a 9-10 to 10 team. That's it. All the gears click right. Everything went right. Everything was good. Everybody, you know, stayed upright, was healthy, but not going that way. Brandon Sheriff was didn't didn't play today. Terry McLaurin didn't play the game. Um, but with at the same token, this team on paper, I keep saying that, has enough talent to be competitive right now. 
I believe, and I've said this, you know, they're, they're not coached well. Offensively, defensively, I don't care who's calling the plays. Okay? Because it's not working. It's not working. And the thing is, and you have to step back from the emotion and, and evaluate it. Once you calm down, once you simmers, once you realize your season's over. Is Josh Norman going to come out and say, now, we're going to run the table and be 12-4? and Because it's not realistic. It's not realistic at all. It's, it's, it's just, it's not, it's not even, there's no light at the end of the tunnel for this organization. Now, notice I didn't say the defense or the offense. Right now, this organization is at rock bottom. You're getting stadium by the visiting fans. The visiting fans are outnumbering you. And you have people on the fence saying, oh, if you don't support the team too thick and then, you know, if you don't come to the games, you can't have an opinion. Bull crap. Because at what point do you get tired of the product that's being put on the field, the product that you're you're buying food from? Because that's horrible too. Okay? The overall stadium experience for FedEx Field and I know I'm jumping around a little bit. I just try, I'm trying to paint you a picture. The overall stadium experience of FedEx Field is towards the bottom of the league. You follow that by uh, bottom of the league team, bottom of the league organization, bottom everything. If this team was four zero right now, you couldn't get a ticket to the Patriots game. Winning cures everything. They could have rows of seat missing. And hot beer. If this team was 4-0 right now, I promise you, I promise you, if this team was 4-0 right now, stadium be packed. People be standing up. If you put a jumbotron outside, people be out there watching it. Oh, my God. Can you imagine if this team was 4-0 going into the Patriots, beat the Patriots at home? Mm-hmm. Can you imagine the the the, the national media? Not we're not just talking about around here, but can you imagine the hype that would go around this team if they were four zero going into the Patriot Week? KG, can you hear me? Okay. Yeah, I'm hearing you. Okay, good. I'm just making sure. And and they beat the Patriots five and zero. Just think about that for a second, okay? But it's not happening. I know it's not happening. I don't know what to do. KG, I say this all the time, man. We try to have answers for everything. Right? And honestly, it's like if you find... I hate to say this, but I'm trying to be realistic. I'm trying to be fair, Okay? Jay Gruden looks fat, flabbergasted. He looks defeated. Okay, this is he sounds defeated. sounds defeated. Okay, this is the man that's going to talk to fifty three other fifty three players, coaching staff, to get them prepared for Sunday. Okay, now we keep saying if if the if the issue is Manuski, and you want to let him go, but the thing is. 
Tom Sula said he's going to leave too. Then you had to let go Tom Sula. Jim Tom Sula has to go. It's just that simple. If you have to make some type of change, the whole organization needs to be overhauled. I said it on last week's show. I don't get the impression from Dan Snyder that he wants to lose. I don't think he, Dan Snyder is sitting, man, you know, I'm making all this money. Team's horrible. I'm getting him a jet. And I'm gone. I don't think that's the case. But I think he wants to win. i say it again. I think he wants to win. Doesn't know how. Doesn't know how. Doesn't have the right people around him. And and he's loyal to the wrong people. Mm-hmm. So, you, you know something? I, uh, <laughs> I, I heard something early this week. And they said that one of the reasons why, I think, was it you and I talking? I don't remember who it was. But one of the reasons that people are upset with um, Daniel Snyder making decisions because they want him not making decisions because he's making more sound decisions. He's not going after the next big thing. And I, I heard they want to keep him out of football decisions. But he actually makes a lot of sense. But, but so, I, I don't understand that. I, I really don't understand that. If, if I, don't, I don't have it in front of me right now. Um, I'm trying to put up because I I would like to like like to know. Yeah, let's see if I can pull up real quick. Uh, this was 2017. It says the Redskins was worth 2.95 billion. Okay, that was 2017. I wish I could find 2019. Okay, it says $3.4 billion calculated as of September 19th. This is from Forbes. Okay? I will be damned if I'm going to own something worth $3.4 billion and not have input. I'm sorry. But you got to be a football guy. I mean, I, I understand. I, I, I wouldn't want him to have his hand in things the way... I think Jerry Jones has too much control of the Cowboys. And his... Uh, I don't want to call it ambition. I'm not taking a shot at the Cowboys. I'm not taking a shot at Mr. Jones neither because in actuality, I admire Jerry Jones because he took a product and he brought it back to prominence. But I just think he has too much pull and all the years he's been in football, he's still not a football guy. He goes after the next, you know, the, the next flashy thing. They, if Jerry was a football guy, they would have built when uh, uh, Jimmy left, they would have built up and said, you know what? The triplets are getting older. We need to get players to replace the triplets. We need to get receivers in here to replace Michael Irvin, uh, a quarterback that can be in the wings waiting to replace Troy Aikman, a running back to replace Emmitt Smith, uh, a tight end to replace a Jay Novacek. But you didn't. You, you pretty much didn't. And I don't want to see that happen here. 
where you got an owner that's making all the decisions, they're not very good decisions. I.e., and Danny has done it, i.e., keeping Vinny Serrato around. Vinny Serrato had one good draft the whole entire time he was in the Redskins organization. And that was the 2012 draft. And it really, compared to the draft that we had this year and last year, that 2012 draft was weak. Because we got nothing out of Malcolm Kelly. We got nothing out of Devin Thomas. You got very little out of Fred Davis. Who was the coach here? 2012? Mm-hmm. Uh, Jim Zoom. Jim Zoom. Yeah, you weren't, weren't yeah. going to get anything out of any anybody on the team with Jim Zoom coaching. If I'm not, hold on, let me, let me make sure. It was either Shanahan, I think that was Shanahan first year. Or was that Jim Zoom? I can't remember. I, it's I it's say, all like a freaking play. Yeah, I, I, I want to say. Uh, on the fly. Cool. On the fly. We not no big uh, big time podcast. We doing on the fly stuff. <laughs> so so stick with us. Mike Shanahan. That was Shanahan. Oh, Shanahan. But. When Marty was here, Marty said, Vinny, when Marty took over, Marty had control. He said, I want Vinny out of my building. I don't want him back. He fired Vinny Serrato. Why did Marty get fired? Because Marty wouldn't separate the head coach and the personnel side. He wouldn't separate that into two things and let me bring somebody in to help him. Marty don't need no help. What a- Andy Reid is this generation's Marty Schottenheim can win all the games in the world during a regular season, but struggles in the playoffs. Yeah. And Marty has had some powerful teams with Cleveland. He had powerful teams in Kansas City. He had damn good teams in daggone San Diego. And they thought Norv was going to take over and push them forward in San Diego, but it didn't happen. They didn't have it. I don't want to see that here. And you know what? I, I know I jumped in on, on, on you. I, I apologize. Don't worry about I that. I just. Don't worry about today, that. We got a lot to talk about. Yeah, we do. Now, a lot of people, you know, they brought up oh, in the last 20 years for a Daniel Snyder led organization that's been eight coaches. And they have a 43.6 win percentage in 20 years. And only two playoff wins. Yeah, that's not cool at all. That's number one. Number two, I feel when I said at the beginning of the show, I feel vindicated. Not because we failed, but because exactly what I said would happen, happened. The fan base was calling for Dwayne Haskins to play. And I, you know, you and I talked about it. I said, what's so what's wrong with Case? Yeah, Case had a bad game last game. That interception today was a tip ball. It was low and away. DB got down, tipped it, linebacker pick it off. That's not Case's fault. Case doesn't have time. That's not Case's fault. You bring in Dwayne Haskins. I felt vindicated. I wanted to say so bad in my best Killmonger voice. Is this your spark right here? Is this your spark? Because the same exact thing that happened when Case was in the game happened when Dwayne got in the game. 
the offense did not move. It moved a little bit from 20 to 20. But once you get in the red zone, nobody put up – they didn't put up any points. They didn't score any touchdowns. Defense got turnovers. Nothing came about it. Three quarters – I'm sorry, three-fifths of the starting offensive line was out. Chase Rouye, out. Brandon Sheriff, out. The silverback, Trent Williams, out. That's three of five. You want to put your Maserati, for those that live in D.C., you'll understand the analogy. Those that are elsewhere, bear with me, I'll explain it. Dwayne Haskins is a Maserati. You just got him off the lot, no miles, vicious. But instead of you saying, you know what, I'm going to get me some highway miles and drive him around the Beltway, you know, just chill, cruise. You take them down on Minnesota Avenue. They've been working on Minnesota Avenue for, what, 25 years? At least. They just graded the road, and it's uneven pavement, potholes, and everything else. But you want to go do 75 down Minnesota Avenue. How smart is that? That's what I mean about Dwayne Haskins. How smart is that? Now, Joe Theismann tweeted today, it was a good move to put Dwayne in. Uh, it was either Zabin or, or, or Andy Poland pulled this card. It was like, Andy what happened to the best? It was Andy Poland? It was Andy Poland. What, whatever happened to the best thing that they can do is uh, have Dwayne sit. Pull this card. I don't see what the problem is with Dwayne sitting. Because number one, I don't want him to become a Jason Campbell. And Jason Campbell could have been good in this league. I'm not saying great. I'm not saying Hall of Fame, but he could have been good if he had a system that was consistent. That was tailored to him. Exactly. Now, Joe Gibbs did it because Joe Gibbs gave him a running game with Clinton Portis. He had receivers like Santana Moss, Antoine Randuel. Um, He had Chris Cooley at tight end. The ultimate, he had a little something. The ultimate blanket. Right. He had something, but then when Gibbs retired, Instead of them keeping the continuity with Greg Williams taking over and that whole entire staff staying together because Coach Bro, Don Bro was from the early days, from Gibbs 1.0. Bugs even came back. I would have had Bugs there. Bugs stayed with Jim Zorn and coached the the O-line. Shanahan begged him to stay to coach the O-line. He was like, he was said no. He had just lost his daughter. Um, He was ready to hang him up. And Shanahan begged him. He went to his office, sat down, and begged him for 45 minutes to stay. But there was no continuity. Um, When Jim Zorn took over, Jim Zorn worked with Jason Campbell. And anybody that doesn't believe it, go look at the stats. Under Jim Zorn, Jason Campbell had his best statistical seasons. Not only him, Matt Hasselback, Joe Flacco. When they were coached by Jim Zorn, as a quarterback's coach, as a head coach here, they had their best statistical seasons. Now, Professor Lucky always says, well, ain't nobody calling Jim Zorn. He ain't highly sought after like that. He should be. Because one thing that man knows is the quarterback position. And it may look odd, but he knows what he's doing. I don't want to see that happen to Dwayne Haskins, where there's no continuity. Let's say 
Jay Gruden doesn't make it past this season. Okay, Kevin O'Connell. Oh, Kevin O'Connell's not going. He's just the interim. He's not going to be the coach. You're bringing in Coach A. Coach A's here for two years. Up, oh, not going to work out. Coach A quits. Coach A resigns. Coach A gets fired. Whatever. You bring in Coach B. Whole nother offense. Got to learn. He's here for a couple of years. Up, oh, don't work. Got to get rid of him. And it's a, just a revolving door with the coordinators and the coaches. How successful can you expect a man to be? I think you could, I, you could go back and, you know, Redskins over the last 10, 15 years. I think that particular moment you talked of where uh, Gibbs left for the second time, I think there was a mistake. Uh, I don't know what the what the uh, dealings was with Greg Williams in the, the front office, but I think with what Gibbs has set up that Greg Williams taking over, of course, he's a defensive-minded guy going to get somebody that, whether it was keeping Cal or not, but Greg or Cal Shanahan should have had that job. You keep what you had together. It was on the up. Um, you had a little quarterback controversy, of course, but it was on the up, and that's and that's what you're trying to do. And I think they got they struck gold again when they got Shanahan, and Shanahan had it on the up. I'm sorry, Kyle should have had it this time. Greg should have had it the first time. When Gibbs left, Greg should have had it. When Mike came in, Kyle should have had the job. When Mike left, Mike Shanahan, I'm talking about. So, absolutely right. But guess what? If Greg Williams would have took over, there wouldn't have been a need for Mike Shanahan to come here. And and that's what I'm saying. And of course, you know, you're 100% right. Like I said, I think they were trending up. You know, they had built a solid foundation. Joe Gibbs 2.0 brought the respect back to the organization. You know, cut all the foolishness out. You know, got the knuckleheads out of town. Got the knuckleheads out of town, and he, he, whatever knuckleheads were left, they straightened up for Joe Gibbs. Because mm-hmm. you know it wasn't a game. I think the only person that kind of was off track, and I, and I think I give credit to Gibbs for for being kind of trying to you know coach today's game versus what he coached was Clinton Portis and you know the the press conferences where he did all the different I, characters. Oh, no. I think that was pretty good. That was a, a way to keep things light during the week. I hated it. But I hated it. I, I enjoyed it. I hated because it. Especially when they were losing. I don't want to see that at all. Sheriff going to get you. Yeah, I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it at all. Not if, if the team's on track and, you know what I'm saying, it's okay to bring something out every once in a year. But when you're on the brink and you're teetering on losing, you're know, having a losing season versus winning, I don't want to see it. You want to do it in the locker room for the guys, that's fine. You know, and, you know, people, oh, you don't want to have no fun, this, that, and the other. No, nah, not when I'm losing, I don't. I don't want to see it. True. It's, not, it's not fun to win and to lose. It's fun to win. Yeah, winning solves everything. You win, you can come out there. And change change characters in the middle of the press conference. All I care, <laughs> but you know what I'm saying. That's you know. That's, that's... But you you know something about that 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 time period. And Clinton Portis came out and said it. 
He said it was different under Gibbs. Gibbs let us be us. He said Jim Zone was totally different. You know, because the whole thing came out that uh, uh, Portis and, 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 and Santana Moss would drink before games. And he straightened it out. He said, no, we never drank before games. He said, we took a shot for Sean. We took a shot of Hennessy mm-hmm. before Sean, you know, for Sean. And he said, that's just something we did to honor him. He said, the whole thing with Jim Zorn, you know, you were in his doghouse if you didn't have Bible study with him. And he said, that's no way to coach because everybody has different beliefs. And, and so the guys. And, and here's what I'm saying. And I don't mean to cut you off. Um, do you think Gibbs 1.0 would have had would have would have tolerated it at all. Which part? The uh the 80s Gibbs. Just just today's game. The press conference Clinton Porter's press conferences, letting players I think Gibbs the first time around, 1.0. Didn't care what your religion was. <laughs> no. Didn't care. Look, this is how we do things here. And if if it's not done the way I want it done, you're out of here. But Gibbs also dealt with uh, John Riggins. What's the worst thing John Riggins did? Uh, where you want to start? I'm, I'm with a worst for John Riggins. Um, when Gibbs went out to Kansas, he said it was eight o'clock in the morning, and he said he comes out with a shotgun in one hand, a big hand in the other. And he told him, you need to get me back. I swear I'll make you famous. And I'd be damned if he didn't. But they said, uh, <laughs> Joe Gibbs might have been afraid to be alone with, with John Riggins <laughs> at that time because John Riggins was just that guy. But if, if anybody remembers 80s Redskins, they had the 5 o'clock club. After practice, they would go to the shed where they kept the dummies and dream. But guess what? But it was. But guess what those teams did? They won they consistently. Won. Exactly. And, that, and that's that's the thing. You, I give you more rope and more leeway when we're winning. Exactly. Right now, you have a, and that, this team right here is a team. As far as I'm concerned, a bunch of losers. Yeah. This is a team you, full but, of losers. That, like I said, I'm putting a lot on the coaching staff in the front office. The organization as a whole, it's just one of them things where it's like when you put on a Redskins jersey, it's a storm cloud that follows you. Mm-hmm. That's real, okay? Because I guarantee you, if Landon Collins would have known what's going on here, he wouldn't have came. He would have never came. He would have nope. never came. And I, and I, and now that what's going on, stuff starting to come out, you know, more and more, you wonder – if this is some of the reason why Trent Williams isn't playing. Because you get to a point where I'm wasting away my body. This is my body, my career. And I have no shot of winning. Not only do I have no shot of winning, the people, I feel like the people that are in charge, coaches, front front office, are inept. You you know what? I'm going to use a college term to describe what's going on in D.C., Lack of institutional control. 
I agree with you 100%. They don't have – you used the term last time we did Redskins Perspective. They, they, the, the, the inmates are running the asylum. Yeah. And But the inmates, it's not like the inmates know what they're doing. They lack guidance. They lack character. They lack chemistry. They lack a lot of stuff. And they need a Marty Schottenheimer, a, 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 a Bill Parcells. They, they need someone that's going to pull this team together. And, it, and that's one thing about it. And it goes like this when you are in a workplace. Cause, and I guarantee you, if you're working for a supervisor and everybody can't stand that supervisor, just to spite that supervisor, everybody in that building will pull together to spite their supervisor. When you have a common enemy, and B, we've worked together before. When you have a common enemy, you'll pull together because that supervisor say, oh, y'all can't do this, y'all can't do that, or whatever. You go do it anyway, but you go get your work done, so they ain't got nothing to say. But we, we stay on each other, hold the next man accountable. None of that's happening here. No holding the next man accountable is happening. If you don't like Jay, when to despite him? In, in, don't lose because you're making yourself look bad. You, when to despite him? You know what's crazy about Jay Gruden? Uh, what's today? Today is Sunday. I think the reports start coming out Friday that basically if he lost his Giants game, he was going to get fired. Now, I don't know if you're in front of your phone or Whatever, you can update Bleach Report just to make sure, you know, he hasn't got fired yet. But here's the thing. And I tweeted this. After it, an embarrassing on national TV at home where the world can see that you're getting beat up in your own stadium. There are more Bears fans and Redskins fans. And they did their best to try to, to pan out of the empty seats at the top. <laughs> okay. After that debacle, that embarrassment there, if you can't get fired after that, why would you get fired after the Giants game? Yeah. That's what I said. I tweeted. I, I believe it when I see it. I forgot who, who posted it. But I said, I believe it. But, I think it was Kevin Sheehan. Might have posted something. I said, I will believe it when I see it. Jay Gruden, as far as I'm concerned, is almost on the same level as Bruce Allen. They're untouchable for some reason. But the but thing you is, know what? I'm sorry, I don't want to. Let me finish this. Okay. Here's the thing. And, and here's another thing. That's what Dan Snyder didn't make his money being a dummy. Okay. Who wants this job? Mm, Nobody. What, exactly where I was about to go. So if you fire Jay Gruden, the only person you have is Kevin O'Connell. If you fire Manuski and Tom Sewell decides to leave, you have Rob Ryan. That's the only people you have. Nobody wants and this Kev- job. Kevin O'Connell is supposed to be the heir apparent, but we don't know what he can do because he was supposed to call plays this season. He's not calling plays. Um, if, if Tom Sula and Minuski leaves, that leaves Rob Ryan. Okay, I'll take Rob Ryan as a D coordinator because I know what he can do. He's ran a defense and, before. Right, and he did it in Dallas. And that defense, he did it in Dallas. New Orleans. He did it in New Orleans. And he did it in Buffalo too. Yeah, he did come. In, yeah, he did come in for a little bit. 
And out of those, uh, uh, Dallas, well, Dallas had a bunch of injuries. He still made do. Um, he made do in New Orleans. He made do in Buffalo. He did what he had to do. But he got the most out of that defense. They achieved what they should have achieved. Now, on the offensive side, if Kevin O'Connell is supposed to be this boy genius, give him the reins. Take the play calling away from Jay. Jay, don't worry about the play calling. You need to worry about the team. If it's going to be like that, it's going to be like that. But Jay has to know, you know what? It's something I'm not doing right. I need to step back. But this is where your staff comes in. And your staff says, hey, we need to get on this, this, and this. You, B, BJ, if you're my offensive coordinator, I may call the plays, but you're closer with those guys on offense. If those guys are not satisfied or even happy with running the plays that I'm calling, because, no, this is what we're seeing, then I shouldn't be calling them because they see the game from a totally different view. Mm-hmm. Now, me personally, I don't have NFL experience calling plays. It was Little League, but it was my shining moment, and I really enjoyed it because those kids had fun. They were 9- and 10-year-olds, but they had fun doing trick plays and stuff like that. Nobody on the Redskins right now except – I mean, I say that. Eric Flowers is having the time of his life right now. Yeah. And me and you, I will sit and eat my plate of crow. Because left guard Eric Flowers is doing his thing right now. Well, I said that it could work. I didn't know it would work. I said could. You said could? Okay. Well, I'll sit and eat my crow alone. So he he looks like he's enjoying himself. You know, it just, he looks like a different player. Yes, he does. He looks like a different player. Um, Imagine what he'll look like with Trent Williams beside him. Yeah. I, and that and it, that's not to to you know downplay Donald Penn because I think he's doing the best he can do. He don't forget he's yeah. he's a he's an elder man going against these yeah. these quick young yeah cats. quick young cats. So, um, but nobody looks like they're having fun. No, and that's a problem. Now, we we the first point you made. Nobody who would take this job. Nobody would take this job, and I, I believe. Either I tweeted to you or texted to you. I don't know. We talk on so many different platforms and apps. I don't know what I said it to you on, but I know I said it to you. I said, I wouldn't even take this job. And this is my dream job. My dream job is to, well, one of my dream jobs is to work for the Redskins in some form of capacity and work my way up to become in the front office. Cause I have a thing for being a GM and I shout out to my brother-in-law Devin for that, because he taught me how to keep it under the salary cap and, sign players of talent to fit what you want to do and it's always been a dream to be a gm that's why i love sitting around evaluating talent my other dream job was to work for the bulls but that's another show but even i wouldn't take this job and i i got a brilliant staff and i'm not tooting my own horn because he's sitting right here but b you already know when it comes to defense, you and, and, and Jim are like my Bill Belichick. Or, or, or you're like my Richie Pettibone. I don't have to say nothing to you. I know you're going to get it done. You tell me what's supposed to be done. All right, let's get it. When it comes to offense, I got Delonte and Jr. 
I got a bright staff. I don't need to do anything but rock with them. Let them do their job. Let me tell you something. Oh. Let me tell you something real quick. You know who popped in mind that this team needs somebody that's vocal, somebody that's demanding, that could really turn around the 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 field part, not the front office. I'll give you one shot to guess. Hmm. Head coach wise. Turn, turn around the field part. He he could turn around the morale. He's a rah rah guy. Everywhere he's been, the players go behind him and love him. Bob Levy? Rex Ryan. Rex. And you know what? That might be I, I thought about that a while back. I said that might be the next head coach. That might be the only guy to take it. But the only problem with Rex, Rex doesn't win. Here's the thing. Right now, you're at rock bottom. I don't. A lot of people don't understand where you're at right now. You're down there with the Dolphins. No, you're below the Dolphins. I, I, I think so. I was being generous. I think this is, no. I think no. this is the worst no. team in the league. No, that's the problem being generous there is no generous and don't everybody may think okay they all they do is sit around and just bash the Redskins no but see when you sit here well you know what they played a decent game uh things didn't bounce their way they got the turnover but you know next week they're going to turn it around who are we lying to stop lying to your damn selves this team stinks play calling stinks which means the execution stinks. And that's on both sides of the ball. Let's not sit here and lie that we're going to, oh, yeah, we're going to turn it around. We, we're going to beat New England. We're going to beat New England by 40 next week. And, and, and here's another reason why I say Rex Ryan. Because Rex Ryan doesn't need front office control. He, no. he doesn't command that. Rex Ryan, I, I, I think he could care less about, not to a degree. I'm not going to say he could kill us, but to a degree. He wants to deal with football on the field. He probably, you know, give you his input on who he wants. But if you fire Jay, fire Manuski, Tom Sula, if he doesn't want it, you bring mm-hmm. Rex in. You can keep Kevin O'Connell. Mm-hmm. Because um, Rex gonna focus on the defense with his brother, right? And and that's and that's the thing you I, you will see a turnaround in this defense immediately. Immediately, you know what? If Rex Ryan came in, now we don't know. You know, we you say Kevin O'Connell's and Iconic plays. We don't know that. We don't know what's going on. When it's time to call plays, I see Jay quickly with that play call sheet going down. That play call sheet going up to his mouth. He's saying a uh, 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 spider wide two banana. I'm not saying that's a play that's call. Probably, I, that's I probably that's probably his only play in the playbook too. <laughs> uh, again, yeah, spider wide two banana from the left. Spider wide. He probably got spider wide two banana P for pass, and spider wide <laughs> two banana run R for run, and he probably got three of each. That's what it looks like, but. It does because it's so predictable. But now think about this. You got guys like Al Saunders. Remember Al Saunders with the 900-page playbook? Mm-hmm. You know, tough piece of meat to decipher. 
then you got guys like Jay Groot, whose playbook is probably about big as Herman Bulls. And um, remember, the Titans in a split V, it's only seven plays. Give it a little chance. It'll work like Novocaine. This Novocaine ain't working, baby. It's really not. It's all about your coaching. It's all about how you play your game. You can have Hold on. You can have Hold up. 10 or 15 plays and wreak havoc. Mm-hmm. Okay, you can have 800 plays and wreak havoc. Right. For me, there's no reason to have over 50 plays. No, it's absolutely that, no reason. That's where we will have creative control because one thing, yeah, we're going to have over 50 plays, but it's going to be the same play out of different formations, different blocking schemes. That's the only reason why we have 50 plays. Different, different, different blocking schemes, men in motion, different mm-hmm. per, different personnel. You don't turn 50 yep. plays into 500 plays. Yep. Not 900 but, physical plays. No. But you know why that would happen? Because something about you and I, you got this group of men. If I, I, I got a Dwayne Haskins, a Case Keenum in the offseason. Okay. You guys, we're going into the season with you guys. This is a playbook. These are the passes. These are the runs. Let me see what you're comfortable with. Okay, I'm comfortable with this, Coach. Uh, let's put this. I, I would. They would have a, a a yes pile, a no pile, and what we need to work on, but could be good pile. I remember uh, Todd Haley did that with Ben Roethlisberger. They sat down, went over the playbook. And Ben picked out all the plays that he liked, what he didn't like, and then a couple of plays that they other, where he had input on the playbook. That's that right there is a lot. I would sit down with my defense. These are the plays that I want to run. I want to blitz from every different place. Well, coach, you know when you play New England. They got this, this, and this because these guys have sat down and they watched the film. Yeah, well, you know, Belichick was scheme that up. So the week of the, the, the Patriots game, we got to change that. And we got to see what they're doing. And then once we see what they're doing, we scheme that. And you guys know, make those adjustments on the field. You got to read it and react. Let's get it. Because you guys are too smart for this. Where's that at? Where's, you know, telling Adrian Peterson, we know what you can do. I got to get you the ball. In order to get you the ball, I got to I gotta start out early with you pounding the rock. So I need you to break one free. I need y'all to hold your blocks long enough. Let him get through. Break one free so they're scared. Then that'll open up the passing game. And we'll start dinking and dunking them. Then all of a sudden, here comes the boom. Where is that at? Where is that type of game planning? Where is that type of talking? between the, 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 the players, the coaches, so you can be confident every week. This team just looks like it comes out to get beat every week. Confidence is, is a no. They look like they have no confidence. Zero confidence, zero morale. Um, Am I asking for too much? No. Am I being unrealistic? No. Um. Now, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no. A- a- another thing with the front office, and this is wild, because uh, like I said before, that's one of my things. If I'm the GM, I'm the director of 
football operations, player personnel, whatever you want to call it. BJ, you're my coach. You have to coach these guys. I got to go out and get them. During free agency, BJ, give me your shopping list before free agency start. Let me see what I can do. I need, tell me what positions you need. I need at least four ingredients off that list. So and and not, not only what positions, the type of players I need at that position. And I need them. I need a, I need a list. I need a cornerback that can play man coverage because I'm blitzing. He's gonna be on the island by himself. I need somebody that can press, physical, that can play man coverage. I need a guard. I need a physical, quick guard. Somebody that's powerful but also quick on the feet. Now, if I was more downhill, I say I just need a straight power guard. He can do a two-step all I care because he's not gonna be pulling. <laughs> Okay, I need a quarterback, pocket quarterback, um, West Coast quarterback. He doesn't need to have a strong arm, but he needs to be accurate. Okay, I need a safety. Okay, I need a free safety that has range. That has range. I don't need him in the run game because I already got that set up. I don't need him in the run game at all. I need him to have awareness out the gym and people be scared to throw to his side. I need quickness. I need him to be able to shut down a portion of the field. Did you hear that shopping list? Yes. That's, that's and shopping as list. I'm listening to that shopping list, you know what I'm saying? All right. Let me go see what I can do. All right. And then I'll come back to you and I'll tell you, hey, B, this is who we got lined up. So be ready. Have your appetite because when these guys come into town, we're going to dinner. We need to see if they got the character traits to play here. If they don't have the character traits, I don't care what they can do on the field. Because on the field, it's not going to work then, for us it, if they don't have the character traits. And then the other traits. thing is, it's no guarantee. You go to the grocery store all the time yeah. and stuff is out. So you might come back to me and say, hey, yeah. I couldn't get that free safety. But I had this kid out of this D2 school. Or I had this guy from, the, from somebody's uh, practice squad. I think you might want to take a look at here's the film. Tell me what you think. It's that it's that simple. Now, now see, we're I, I I really I don't want to sit here and say that like the Redskins are doing that now. I just think they're not they're not good at doing it. I don't think they're doing it. I'm gonna be honest. I don't think they're doing it because I don't think they go to Jay and say, look, what do you need? Tell me what you need, who you need to fit in this. And Jay can say, hey. Bruce, hey, Doug, hey, Eric, here's my list. Uh, go to the college scouts, say, hey, I need y'all to check this guy out, see if he's worth spinning a pick on. I don't think they listen to him. I don't think he has any input. I don't period. think so either. I, I, I really, I really but, don't. I, I, I think they, you know, to like kind of, I think he's in the same position Jim Zorn was in where here, here are the players and make them work. We don't, we don't care exactly. what you have to say. So, but if 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 you wasn't my brother and you were my head coach, my livelihood depends on your success. So I'm going to give you the tools to do what you need to do to be successful, because it makes me look great when you're successful. So I don't care, man. We gonna be the guy. We you me, the college scouts. We all gonna be uh, during the summer. We all gonna be attached at the hip. 
on vacation, trying to figure out what we're going to do so we can win. That's how it is. We're going to constantly be eating dinner together somewhere, trying to make sure it, it goes. But during the season, until unless we get an injury and I have to tell you, hey, we got to get so-and-so because this person got to go on IR and I got to go get somebody to replace them, I'm going to let you do your thing. I shouldn't be down on the field. I shouldn't be – if I'm in your office, I'm in your office telling you, man, y'all played a hell of a game. Uh, that play you called in the third quarter, gee, me Christmas, man. That that was amazing. Uh, if you don't need anything else, um, do you want to resign so-and-so because, they, you know, that's coming up on uh, next week, on the 11th. We got to get this guy signed if you want. If you don't want to sign him, that's cool. What's wrong with that? That's the only thing. The only reason during the season I should be in your office. Let me uh, – I know you wanted to – I know you said you had some questions for me to answer um, before before you do that. And this probably is going to be unpopular amongst Redskins fans. But right now, Dan Snyder needs to call Jerry Jones. Fly down to Dallas. Fly wherever Jerry Jones was. I saw Jerry Jones – the other day, walking down Bourbon Street with his security, having that having a blast. You need to sit down and have a, have a conversation with Jerry Jones. I'm not. I don't know if they already have. I don't know if he's had another conversation with a, another owner. Maybe maybe oh, Robert they, Kraft. They talk. Well, I'm all talking the time. about face to face. Oh, Jerry. No, no, no. They they no them two. Jerry Jones and Daniel Snyder hang out a lot. It's not as publicized as it used to be. But they hang out a lot because uh, Jerry Jones is giving him business advice, ownership advice, everything. He he's he's been in his ear talking to him a lot. Okay, so if, if that's the case, then maybe he need to contact Robert Kraft. Robert Kraft. Yeah. Um. Anybody. Anybody. Just because when you're hurt, when the players are hurt, don't they get a third opinion? Second opinion. Yeah, third. second, third. All right, four. I'm just saying, get away from Ashburn. Get away from that. It was reported the Monday night game against the Bears that him, Bruce Allen, and Alex Smith stayed to about 2 or 3 a.m. Okay. Mm-hmm. And they said that, that – Talking about God. Yeah, and they said that's pretty normal. So – But they stayed at FedEx. Yeah, I think, that they, I think what I was reading, they said that's pretty normal. What is there to do with FedEx Field? Well, we don't know all yeah. the minutes. I mean, you talking about owner suite. You talking about the finest food, liquor, cigars, and you know, just you know, trying to di- you know, digest that loss. You know, um, but Mr. Snyder needs to go get an outside opinion because Brian Mitchell said something on his show, and I and I thought it was true. He said that. He has conversations with Daniel Snyder all the time. He said something I said on the show before. He doesn't think Daniel Snyder is somebody that wants to lose. He said he, he's surrounded by a lot of the wrong people. And I, he Brian Mitchell said himself, he I think that he, he felt like he was kept away from the team because if Brian Mitchell gets in there, he's going to expose some of these people. Okay? Yeah. This is when you need to uh, scratch that. I would still talk to Robert Kraft because that's been the most successful franchise the last 20 years, okay? 
And I would, I would, I wouldn't let nobody know. I call Daryl Green, I call Brian Mitchell, I call uh, Jacoby, I call Gibbs, I call um, Art Monk, Gary Clark, Doc, Doc Walker, John, John Riggins. Um, God, Charles Man, Dexter Manley, Sonny. Fly, I would fly them. And we didn't have to fly them nowhere. I guess you would because the meeting needs to be secret. What the hell is wrong? Because some of these guys, they, you know, they come to the games in the locker room. You're talking to winners, people that have won, know how to win, know what it takes to win. And Gibbs 1.0, I'm not saying 2.0 wasn't demanding, but Gibbs 1.0 was demanding. He was he was an executionist. He wanted things done, and if we got to sit here and do it two thousand times before we leave practice until it's done right, that's how we're gonna do it. Mm-hmm. Get them on Redskins one. Hell, you can have the meeting on Redskins one. What the hell is wrong with this team? That'd be the first thing I say. If I'm Dan Snyder, thank y'all for coming. What the hell is wrong with this team? What needs to change? You mean you have to have all of them. Call your mainstays. It, give me your four top Redskins you will call, KG. If you're Dan Snyder, to get a pulse on this team, because I know Daryl Green comes to get some games. Um, yeah. I don't know if John Riggins uh, is there a lot. But Rick, I would call Riggins. I would call, I would call Riggins. Riggins. Because guess what? Riggins ain't going to give you no, 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 no slop answer, no bull Thank S you. answer. And that's Riggins gonna tell you what's for that, real. You you need him and Brian Mitchell and, and Doc because Doc gives Doc gives Doc rips them a new one every week they lose. You don't need some of these uh chicken pecking other ones that praise this team when they do messed up things. Hey, and I'm not even gonna call no hey, names because I I refuse to speak. And we're not gonna call no names. We, you talking about people that's happy to work for the organization, happy to have a paycheck. If that's the case, I, I'll take a job too. But I want to be real because I want to work for a successful organization, and this team and this organization can be successful. Brian Mitchell had a little spat with Chris Thompson on Twitter last week, and if depending on which side you looked at it, I can see why people were were taking sides with Chris Thompson. I can see why people were taking sides with Brian Mitchell. Me personally, I can't see why people were taking sides because with Chris you're talking. I'm not saying Chris Thompson because you're talking to a fan base of fans that have never seen this team win. That's true. That's why you're talking to Brian Mitchell, somebody who bleeds burgundy and gold, who loves this team. Brian Mitchell's not sitting on the radio ripping them a new uh, a new hole because it's fun. You can hear you can hear him hit his voice. You can hear it in Riggins' voice. You can hear it in your voice when you talk, KG. You can hear it in a true Redskin person. Sheen. Sheen. You can hear it in their voice that they're honestly flabbergasted and hurt that this team is where it is right now. You can hear it. 
You don't have to be a, a, a fan of this team. You you can you know when something something's wrong with somebody. You can hear it in their voice. You can hear it in Brian Mitchell. You're gonna hear it tomorrow. You're gonna hear it tomorrow. But my my thing about that whole Twitter spat. Now, granted, Chris Thompson put an opinion out there how he felt. Brian Mitchell came back with an opinion. Now, as a elder statesman, especially in my job, in my line of work, as an elder statesman, when somebody that's just starting, and I'm not saying Chris Thompson just starting, but he has less years than Brian Mitchell. When you state something and I give you my opinion on how it should be done, how we did it when we won, you take that and you say, oh, well, okay. You don't say, well, that's not how we do it because I ain't never had a coach do that. That doesn't mean that no coach does that. You have to be prepared. And it was all about uh, uh, Dwayne Haskins taking first team reps. I ain't never seen a second stringer take first team reps. That ain't never happened, Brian Mitchell said. I took first team reps at running back and at quarterback because <laughs> always had to be ready. Exactly. It was all about preparation. You may didn't take 20, 30, 40, but you took reps to be ready. Mm-hmm. Just to have just to have a rapport with those guys. You know, you throwing it to somebody, be like, okay, they're they faster than, you know, who I'm throwing it to on the other mm-hmm. side. So I need to put the ball out earlier. Or I need to put a little bit more juice on the ball because he got some speed and I can I can overthrow him, he can go get it. Just little stuff. And Brian Mitchell's rookie year, which was 1990, we had the body bag game. Uh, the body bag game in November. They knocked out two Redskin quarterbacks, a third quarterback, which was Jeff Rutledge, was ineffective. Joe Gibbs had to put Brian Mitchell in to, to finish that quarterback. KG, you had some questions for me. Uh, well, you you answered one, and that was who would take over. If Jay was fired tomorrow morning, oh, but man. you know, you, you, we, we could say Kevin O'Connell, we could say Rex, we could say all those names. So we don't really know, but I know who it won't be. It won't be the big guy, KG. As much as I would love that job, unless I had full autonomy, I wouldn't take it because I, I, it's, it's a couple of people I need to get rid of. And then I need Adrian Peterson. You made a promise to me as a fan, that you wanted to run for 2,000 no, yards. That's not his fault. I, I wanna, that's not his fault. I wanna, no, I I want to get you that. How many carries a game do you need? Because I'm look, I'm we're going to load the wagons and it's on you. But that's just see, here, um, Here's the thing. Hey, before you get to your question. No, no, go ahead. I'm not even going to say nothing. No, uh-uh, I'm going to save it. I'll put it away. <laughs> I'm going to put that in the bag and, and bury it. Go ahead with your next question. Nah, you ain't gonna bury that. You gonna tell me that one off here? <laughs> but okay, zero four is the season done. Yeah. Now this team has been zero five and won five straight. Finished the season eight and eight under Marty. They did it under Gibbs. I'm not saying those are two different teams, and I think this team is more talented than Marty's 2001 team. So. They've been, they're going to go 0 and 5. They're not beating New England. No, they beat not. New England. They're not, no, it's, it's no if. That's a loss, and that's going to be a loss by probably at least three touchdowns. Because, okay, 
if that's if you're getting if, that's if you're fixed. getting exposed by Daniel Jones, you're getting exposed by Mitchell Trubisky and Tom Brady and that offense coming in here next week, it's over. That game is over right now. If they could, mm-hmm. they should just fax the, the league offense and say, hey, whatever the point spread is, we'll take it. Just get them to win. What the, the spread is 19. Okay. We won 20 to nothing. There it is. But Okay, can this team turn it around and be one of those special teams that you know you start out zero and five, but you still finish eight and eight at the worst? Um, I I hate to sound like this. If Jay's coaching, absolutely not. If, if Jay, the longer the, I think once you get to zero and five, this season is absolutely over. Now, I think I really. <laughs> Oh boy, is the season over now? Yeah, it's it's looking like that. It's looking like this is going to be. Who do we have? Who do we have that we can go to war with? What are we cutting going into twenty twenty? That that's what it's looking like to me. Uh, the only possible way I would say this team gets a spark, you know, to everything, you know, everybody was waiting for with Dwayne Haskins that spark, is if Jay Gruden is fired tomorrow. And Kevin O'Connell takes over, and he's a better play caller, and he's a better leader of men. And Minuski has to go too. That it, it's a package deal. If Jay Gruden is this coach, this team has the potential to have a number one, number one next next NFL draft. He, 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 but here's 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 part one a to that question. If you're the front office and you know this, wouldn't that make the coaching job more attractive? Yeah. If you have a number one, number one? Not only that, you're not going to get a quarterback. Who? who so, and why, it's a why lot of good quarterbacks why coming you? out. You, you, you have your quarterback of the future. What do you need to – this is not – Arizona, Arizona had their quarterback of the future, too, and drafted Kyle Martin. You don't – I don't know if Josh Rosen was the quarterback. Well, I mean, they drafted him. They, we, we, I don't know what his draft position was, but he was high. 11. It, it was 11. 11. He, he got drafted in the first round. Usually, yeah. uh top quarterback that gets drafted like that isn't replaced the next year. It's a few. Right. But he, here's but the thing. That coaching staff got replaced, too. And, and that's, He was working with Byron and that's what I'm saying. and all of that. If, that they bring in, if they bring in the coaches they're talking about, Let's just say he wants a job. I forgot the, the college coach. Oh, Saban? No, I forgot his name. Uh, I forgot his name. If it comes to me. Well, well let's just say any coaching staff. If they come in here, if the Redskins are sitting at a position where they have the number one overall pick and first round and the boy from um, – Alabama's available, or the boy from Jalen Hurts, Clemson. The boy from Clemson sitting sitting there. Yeah, because uh, what's his name? Is it Lawrence? Is it Lawrence? I don't know. Hey. I don't know. I don't know. He a bad. Okay. I like. What I'm saying is, if they're sitting there, and you can get a top tier coach to come in here, but their 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 stipulation is, we're taking such and such a number one. 
we're taking such and such at number one. So this is don't forget if this is a business, this is a game. Right. The Browns did it. The uh what basketball franchise just did it? The Philadelphia did it. Yeah. So you're way right now, like I said, nobody wants this job. You're way more attractive sitting on the number one overall pick. Let me let me let me ask you. Far away. Since we're talking about who wants this job, would you call Russ Grimm? Because it seems like that's one thing that they're not gonna call Russ Grimm. I, 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 no, no. It, my neighbor's going crazy right now about this Cowboy game. Time's running out, and he just clocked it with two seconds left. But uh, my, I can hear my neighbor all the way in here. Um, but would you call it? It seems like that's what they like to do. They like to, dare I say it as a throwback and a reference to my Notre Dame fighting Irish, they like to wake up the echoes of the past. And I understand keeping a relationship with those guys because you're supposed to. That, that's family. But do you think that they would call a Russ Grimm, who they should have called years ago? Um, um, if I'm Russ Grimm, I don't, I don't, I'm not taking this job because just because of what you said, they should have called him years ago. Yeah. Now, but it's a lot of teams should have called him years should ago. Have. He was on the staff here for the long have, But present day, this, this team doesn't operate like that. They don't hire. No. You know, they hire for the splash. That's one of the. You know who they're going to hire? Only one, it's only one man outside of Rex Ryan that would take this job. Hugh Jackson. No, absolutely not. He would take this job. That's the only dude. And now, everybody remembers Hugh in Cleveland. Remember Hugh in Oakland. He was 8-8 eight and eight and was fired. 8-8. Eight and eight, Fired. Remember that. Yeah, that's he wasn't always a bad coach. I mean, he wasn't even a bad coach in Cleveland. They just didn't have everything that they needed. Hmm. And down go the Cowboys. I told y'all when y'all got a real test, Cowboys would not Cowboys, win. Cowboys lost real test. They beat them with four field goals, 12 to 10. Wow. <laughs> I told you when you faced the real test. This was true. If you're Super thing Bowl is, bound. that wasn't even the the full test because Drew Brees isn't there. Nope. Um. Oh, I can't wait to talk about that. What's your next question? Uh, final question. Um, if the season's pretty much over, I mean, do you even? I don't think the season's over, so I can't agree with you with that because I've seen Redskin teams 0-5 turn to 5-5 and quickly. Now, I'm not saying they're going to the playoffs, but some do you – if you don't fire Jay, you, let's say they don't fire Jay by some stroke of luck, do you take some of his responsibility – away <laughs> and when I say that I, I mean he can be the head coach 
But dude, you can't call no plays. Don't call no plays. You're not involved with the offense. Let's see. So why? What so Kevin why O'Connell have him has. here? That's that's if if here's the thing. This 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 team isn't good at keeping things close to the vest. If you do something like that, the whole team's gonna know. Now, oh no, everybody needs no, to know. Absolutely not. If you do that, now they're gonna have even less respect for Jay, and they probably they might stop playing. <laughs> oh wait, wait. You know, you know they did that to Jim Zone when they brought in Sherm Lewis. Oh no, no, you're not fired. We're just gonna take away from the. We're gonna take the play calling away from, you, and we're gonna bring in Sherm Lewis. Sherm Lewis is calling bingo, and they brought Sherm Lewis back to the NFL. Hey, Zeke only had 35 yards. Man. <laughs> Don't get me started. I'm just saying, not, you know. I, I once again I feel vindicated because I said something and it came true. You got another? I feel vindicated. We, we got to get out of here, KG. You got another question for me? Yeah, we do. Uh, no, that was it. I mean, but you never answered it. Uh, are you going to take away? No, absolutely Jay's not. Play calling no, ability? Absolutely not. No, 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 no. If if that's the case, you have to find. You can't. No. Uh. Uh-uh. You if you, not necessarily. No. This is They've done stupid this is things. what bad organizations do, and the Redskins have been a bad subpar organization for the last twenty years. They've had flashes. That's what I said. Every, bad, and every if time. you if you if you if you even if you if you calculate their good with their bad, it's more bad. And like right now, the bad is at rock bottom. Like not only is the team losing. The, the front office bad, the coaching's bad, and nobody's coming to the games. So it's it's all around bad. You, you know, it, mm-hmm. it's, you know, we heard for the longest time up until I forgot what the point it was that the Redskins season ticket list was was full. You couldn't get on it. You couldn't get season tickets. Now that yeah, – the- Go ahead. KG? Yeah, yeah. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, no, no. I was saying the wait list is six. Yeah, years. yeah, yeah. I thought it was longer than that. No, it was six because <laughs> everything always translates back to us. But you got called before yeah. I did, and by the time they called us, we didn't want the season tickets. I waited all my life to get season tickets, and when I had the chance to get them, I turned them the hell down. Yeah, yeah, but just hey, that is. Another Redskins perspective by Sideline Junkies Podcast. I'm BJ with the rabbit dog KG. And that's gonna be it for us. Oh, just and just just in case you know, da- Dallas Cowboys lost in New Orleans to <laughs> Teddy Bridgewater and the Saints, twelve to ten. Like I said. Oh, and before we get out of here, Marquise, y'all beat us today. I know, I know you listening, because you always listen. We miss you around the workplace, man. But uh, y'all, y'all took care of everything today. Uh, I got no qualms. You know, I know you're not gonna call and talk no junk because you're just a good dude like that. But hey, y'all two and two, man. Maybe Daniel Jones is the right pick. Hey, I mean that's what it's about taking care of business. You got to start somewhere, you know. And he's he's a yeah. rookie. He's gonna have his up ups and downs, but he looks sharp. He looks mm-hmm. sharp. He looks crisp. The offense is moving. Like I, like I say, and that mobility. And the mobility. But 
Yeah. My thing is, you, you Eli was back there getting hammered. You you change quarterbacks, and now all of a sudden the ball's gone. So it, mm-hmm. it just you know, and you see it in New Orleans now. Drew Brees and I did. Teddy Bridgewater don't know where to go. Teddy Bridgewater right now couldn't make a throw if they had the ball on a string, guiding it. He would still overthrow it. But that's it for our show tonight. Thank you for listening to Redskins Perspective. <laughs> we out of here. And, and one thing before I leave, I just want to say, how about them Cowboys? <laughs>